Good evening, one and all. Welcome to this here Sunday night where J-Mac and I will be taking you through our experience of watching... What are you laughing at, J-Mac? <laughs> that took me a good 10 seconds to notice your fucking <laughs> hat, <laughs> <up>, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought I'd wear it because ever since announcing this episode here, everyone was like, oh, I can't wait to see J-Mac's as a reaction to, to Barbie. So I thought, well, why, why, why not? Kind of, I can tell you about Barbie a wee bit, and you can, you can just enjoy well, what I tell you. <clears throat> My wife's going to see it this week with um, our cousin and her daughter, and because my son never wants to miss out on anything, he's going as well. Uh, um, but I, <clears throat> there's no chance of me seeing it this week at all. Nah, uh, nah, no, I'm, I'm backshift this week, so. The, there's never early enough screenings for me to see a film before work. Well, um, so the thing is, like, well, I could talk a wee bit about Barbie and in, in the spirit of Barbenheimer, as they're so kind of dubbing it. But we'll we'll kind of keep the majority about the what's, Christopher Nolan classic. What's the chances of two films like that going up against each other at exactly the same time? Do you know what I mean? Two two pretty much guaranteed blockbusters. And they both open on the same day. It's just, it's a bit cruel. Do you well, know what I mean? it's, you say it's, it's a bit, it's a bit kind of naff for the cinema industry because they like to spread out the blockbusters. Do you know what I mean, mate? We done phenomenal because of both of them to the point, and and I'll I'll kind of tell you a wee story here before we get into Oppenheimer. But when I came to negotiating terms for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I was like, so I only have two screens, so I can't really. I have to go where where the cash is at, nowhere what I want. I have to go where the cash is at because it's a business at the end of the day. And I can't get right into the terms, but I had said to the the company that that owned the rights to the Ninja Turtles movie, I said, I absolutely cannot take off Barbie or Oppenheimer at this point to give you what you're requesting. But what I can do is guarantee you an extra couple of weeks of a run. And I can also give you almost everything you're asking for. Right, which will still see you with a good return based on what we've got. It's really the best I can do. We came back and they went, No, no, we want this. And I went, Cool catch. <laughs> so we're not playing it. Get you don't do it. No, oh, we're fine. I've heard nah. it's awesome as well. Who's, well, I've heard mixed Somebody reviews. told me, somebody told me in the last couple of days that, that I should really see it because it's class. Well, um, it's sitting at number three right now worldwide, right? But I reckon that's just its first week. The Meg, which shouldn't be sitting at number four is with what's that uh, a gross right now to date of 30 million phenomenal i went and seen the meg last night the new meg and it, uh, it, it looks like they're going down the king kong route now no do you know what um there is a wee bit of that in it i sat there at first and went hey mofo this is jurassic park and to be fair see the very first like you well know there's a t-rex in it we've seen it in the trailer right and it's all it's it's one of those Ten hundred thousand years ago, and it shows you a clip. Um, that's really the only involvement of dinosaurs, kind of right. But that actual T Rex was actually the same mold used for the one in Jurassic Park. It was given to them by Paramount, right? Right, class, right? Mm -hmm. I would say the new Meg goes down Starship Troopers, kind of right, way. Okay, underwater Power Rangers, and then <laughs> sharks. Right, there was a point where I was like, I, this, I, was like I wasn't going to see it, but I'm going to see it now. <laughs> right, there was points where I was like, 
are we getting to the sharks? Oh, oh it is right now. It's like folk, folk in fucking metallic suits fighting like hell. There's, there's, a, there's a scene I didn't want to ruin for anybody, so I'm not going to, but I was howling, howling. And I don't know if it's just because of that submarine that kind of imploded, <laughs> but something happened and I'm like... Kind of, kind of imploded. I'm pretty sure it fully <laughs> fucking imploded, man. Well, <laughs> imagine imagine a, like a partial implosion just like, ah, oh, my ears. That's not what happened there. Like. <laughs> well, the thing is, that imploded, right? And I don't know if this, the script, and Matthew Man can keep me right on this, right? But the script, etc., must have been done beforehand. I don't think they added that in because of the whole Seagate thing. But there's a, there's a point where I went to the wife, and that's what happened to those folk on this submarine. <laughs> now you can no. visually see it. <laughs> it's, it's interesting that they still left that in. Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> when, you look at, when you look at Top Gun Maverick, right, it's clearly supposed to be Russia that they're kind of fighting against, trying to prevent this uh, nuclear facility getting built. Mm-hmm. And they're making it, and then the whole Russia thing kicks off. They're like, right, okay, we're still going to make the film, but we just can't even mention where we're going. Like they never mentioned once where they're Aye. actually going. It's like, oh, we're just there. Uh, yeah. We're going there. It's yeah. like, where? Where are you going? I don't say. I'm not saying. <laughs> well, the thing is, um, I had fun. The Meg movies will always be fun. I thought the first one was better still. Only because I, I enjoyed. I'm... I enjoyed the first one more than I thought I would, to be honest. Like, I, I think rewatched you need, it. You need the to night go before. in. Aye. You need to go into the films like that with the right mindset. If you go in yeah. to a film like that expecting. Schindler's List, you're going to be highly disappointed and Aye. also a bit up your own arse. Aye. I can get a bit I... like that sometimes. Like, <laughs> like I'll, I'll go and see, I don't know, like I fucking still to this day hate Deep Blue Sea and I know loads of love people it. love it and, and obviously you're one of them. I still to this day hate it, but I haven't watched it really since I first seen it and thought it was terrible. So maybe Aye. I should try it again, but I just remember some of the some of the CGI just being laughable. Um, Aye. Well, th- this the, the is actually idea was daft. fairly well done. Um, it explores, you know, it explores more to where the where the sharks came from and what's going on down there, etc. <laughs> <Does she? laughs> well, the Mariana Trench, the Mariana Trench, the deepest get point. Get home, get Aye. specific. Um, bye. Go see that if you get a chance. And I'm glad that's sitting right now at number four, Haunted Mansion, which hasn't even. It hasn't premiered yet in the UK, is killing it at 42 million already. So, when that opens Friday, that actually uh, looks all right. I know there was a there was a haunted mansion film ages ago with Eddie Murphy, I think, and it was pretty pish. By um, aye, that's right. By well, this is basically a remake, a remake of that remake. A remake, of course. Yeah, J Mike remake. Um, and and <laughs> at, at number six is Sound of Freedom, with absolutely no marketing behind it whatsoever. Other than the obvious, and mm-hmm. that by Angel Studios, that's sitting at 161, 163 million to date so far. Uh, wow. That'll climb. That'll climb as of the first of September when it opens in the UK. And I am happy to say that we are in talks right now to have one or two of the main folks behind that. Um, I'm in contact with them, and it's looking. It's looking like it's going to be a gore, but I'm never going to say it until until I get a date and a time. But it's looking like we'll have either what's his name again, Tim Ballard, Tim Ballard, Tim Ballard or the producer will be coming on the show to talk to everybody about what it's about. Um, how are we going to get through that episode without mentioning the word um, Edo? 
I also, <laughs> how, how are we going to be ourselves on that episode? Uh, there's going to be literally no opportunity for a laugh and a joke. Well, think about it. We managed to get a laugh and a joke on the, the Luke Mitchell one. We managed to get a laugh and a joke on the Black Lives Matter one. We'll be fine. I almost feel like I don't want to even try on this one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I really want to do the interview. There's a lot of questions to be asked and a lot of information to get out there. But So did not, Mel Gibson actually one, fungies? I know. Not one bit of me is going to go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, just going to be sitting here like a, a good little choir boy. <laughs> Doing the old <laughs> quiet boy came up to them. Ah! <laughs> well, <Just kidding>. again, <laughs> <laughs> this should be fun. This should be fun. That'll be great. I um, I think I think what the guys are doing are amazing. Talk to me. I've heard good things about that. It's not open yet. Here it's a twenty-four. Oh yeah, a lot of really the, good stuff. Coming. That's the horror film, maybe eh? the with the hand that you grab on and it talks. Heard to only you. good things. <laughs> heard only good. <laughs> a hand that talks to you. Is it for uh, Adam's family? Fine. Um, so I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens. Uh, but Oppenheim, Oppenheimer. Sorry, I, I, I've spent my whole last two weeks telling all the customers it's Oppenheimer because I'm going to see Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. <laughs> Sorry, it's, it's closed in Heimer. <laughs> <laughs> it's Oppenheimer. <laughs> it's Op Oppenheimer. <laughs> Funny thing is, they actually address the pronunciation in the film. And he's like, uh, he even says like, whether you pronounce it Oppenheimer or Oppenheimer, it doesn't matter. It still sounds Jewish. <laughs> uh, well, I went and checked it out on my own because no one wanted to see it with me because the reviews were very much, here's what you're expecting. And to be fair, as it would be safe to say, J-Mac, that this film is one of those films that is good for kind of learning up on your history. And for people that remember it, to get a bit more insight on what actually went down. If you want to go into a film where you're seeing folk in motorbike chases or even getting shot or anything, like, there's no action in it whatsoever. It is completely based solely on conversation, would you say? Mm. I, that's what that's actually one of the things I like about it is the fact that it actually gives the audience a bit of credit. Mm -hmm. You know, and the fact that it's like, listen. I mean, this is Christopher Nolan. He's he done Batman. Do you know what I mean? This is this is the Batman guy, and mm -hmm. he's now given us this essentially what is a. I mean, it could be a stage play because it's mm -hmm. all just interaction between characters. That's all it is. Yeah. It's 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 ninety nine percent, not ninety nine percent. I would say like ninety five percent just people talking in rooms. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I well again we'll we'll talk about it. We'll we'll give our feelings on it, but um. I mate. was I was supposed to be going to see it with my mate Dave. My mate Dave. My mate Dave. I can't see my mate Dave with a go, my mate Dave. Um but he was he wasn't feeling too great. And, <laughs> and they uh, wonder because he was like, I'm not gonna see it. <laughs> no, 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 he was he was looking forward to it and uh, he wasn't feeling great this morning. And uh, he's he's like, I'm feeling a bit tired, man. I said, I said I, he said, I've got a feeling that if I if I went to the cinema, I'd probably just fall asleep. Because I went to Which the is... showcase where they've got the reclining seats and everything, and I was like yeah. And then after I came out, yeah, I phoned him. Oh, sorry, no, he phoned me. He's like, how was Oppenheimer? I said, you would 100% have fell asleep. But it was fucking good. By the way, let me tell you something. I fell asleep. Did you? <laughs> right? But in my, in my defense, right? In my defense. There is none. There's no defense. Right? There is. I am burst because my day doesn't stop, right? And I am so tired all the time. 
that I'm always yawning. So when I get some time to just focus and I'm comfortable and I have a wee cup of tea and before you know, I, I didn't miss much. I fell asleep a wee bit. Wife came in and was like, Oh, is it that good? Is it? <laughs> like, oh, sorry. <laughs> um, so I was a wee bit, I was a wee bit burst, but I didn't miss much. It was all talking anyway. All the time. How do you know? <laughs> That's one. Oh, I never missed much. How do you know? You, you missed it. You don't know what you missed. I missed Come the explosion. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It was somewhere <laughs> in the middle. Somewhere in the middle, I kind of, kind of fell asleep a wee bit. I mean, the story is. I mean, let, let's set the scene. Oppenheimer's smart as fuck and those tons of languages. Also, was always a cycle for the start. Mate, he tried to kill somebody by poisoning an apple. Like that should have raised the alarm bell there. And he's got a cheek, he's got a cheek to feel guilty at the end. Get fucked. You were ready for killing somebody. It was always there. Do you know what I mean? He's got the cheek to feel guilty at the end. Right. <laughs> We've taken a massive step forward in the review here, man. He's got a cheek to feel guilty at the end. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So, before we talk about the end, do you want to talk about the beginning? Or... <laughs> I he just straight up tries to murder somebody, mate, by using mm -hmm. science, bitch. Science, bitch. Straight, um, straight up is like, don't like you because you're my lecturer. I'm gonna poison your apple. Syringes the boy's apple, and then feels bad about it. And is like, nah, maybe I won't. But let's just digest that for a second. Have you ever been so close to just going? Oh, I'm gonna kill someone. Fact, no, I won't. I, ever... I genuinely haven't. I've never, right. I've never felt like I want to actually kill somebody. I felt like, like I want to hit somebody or hurt somebody. I've never felt the genuine need or desire to to end somebody's life. And all because what? Because he's lecturing you in a fucking college or university. Like it's literally what you do there. Mm -hmm. So and why the are you raging at the guy? And the thing is, it like the, the the reason that obviously he's he's got this kind of almost dislike towards this guy is because he feels like he's picking on him, but he is constantly fucking up. You know, <laughs> there's mm -hmm. a reason that the guy's picking on him. It's because he keeps making mistakes. So yeah. he's obviously just, he's got a, a tunnel vision and it's, it's like, no, nah, it can't be my fault. It can't be me. But then he has his wee moment of, uh, I'm going to kill you. I, but then he has his moment of, I probably shouldn't have done but the um, fact that he tried to do that, right? I'm not surprised he destroyed like 200,000 folk. Kinda yeah. he did, kinda. Well, he enabled it. Eh? I did. The, I, I did kill them. I just gave a guy I'm, the gun and put the bullets in it. I'm kind of starting to think now that you saw the beginning with the apple, and then you fell asleep, and then you woke up at the end because that's all you've spoken about so far. I mean, let's be honest. That's all that really happens in it, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. I think, I think we're doing the film a massive disservice <laughs> at this point. Like, um, let's. Let's let's talk about let's talk about the, the the film itself. Like we said, directed by Christopher Nolan. Um, it's shot on IMAX. Which, by the way, when I was going through the research for this, it kept coming up on the IMDb trivia. IMAX, IMAX. I fucking get it. I understand it was on IMAX. Also, it's the first time that IMAX that Kodak have ever done a black and white print for IMAX. So that's pretty oh. cool. You um, are you and your black and white porn, mate. I'll explain it again. The reason I love black and white is because it gets it gives us the ability to see something in a way that most of us can't. Like when you watch a film in color, that's how we see things anyway. When you watch things in black and white, we don't see things like that. So it's cool to get a different perspective on things. I Unless love you're black colorblind. And white. If you're colorblind, you can. It's not necessarily black and white though. How do you know? Colorblind. 
How do you know? Exactly. Mm. You don't know. Get this. See, when I was in school, my math teacher was colorblind and he was talking about something on the whiteboard or whatever, right? And he's like, This. So here we see we've got yellow. And I'm like, So, so, yes. I thought you were colorblind. He's like, I am. He's like, So, how'd you ken that's yellow? He goes, Because when your mum tells you what your yellow is, it looks like that. Well, what I can see isn't the same as you, but what I can I see, I know is yellow. And I was like, ah, remembered it for the rest of my life, man. <laughs> so his, so what he calls yellow could be green in his eyes, but yeah. he's, he's basically translating it to everybody or the majority of the population. Aye. That's yellow. Aye. So, class, eh? so that actually goes to show, it goes to show that they do see some colour, they just don't see it properly. Mm-hmm. Now I mind. Now what I mind. What did, what did Mick say there? I missed that. He said, I'm so skint, I had a dream in black and white. <laughs> Yeah, the old skin. What I'm, uh, I'm, not, I'm not even going to say. I'm not even going to say what I was going to say. Um, so um, again, with with this being a Christopher Nolan drama, there is a bit of time hopping going on. This this isn't a story that's told in a linear fashion. No. Now, I I personally don't think it added anything to this film. I think that if mm-hmm. it was just told as a linear story. Mm-hmm. It would have worked just as well, if not better. I think he'd, uh, he's just had to put the Christopher Nolan stamp on it. Yeah. Well, by the way, here's something for you. Because I read in an interview before actually going to see it that Robert Downey Jr. says Oppenheimer was a chance for him to see if he could actually still act after doing so many Marvel movies, right? So I mean, 100%. I was going to say it was nice to see Robert Downey Jr. not being Tony fucking Stark for a change. But- but there were certain moments I seen Tony trying to peek through, right? But I've got to say, on on the whole, he did great at being someone else for a change and not Tony Stark. Because I think, like, her de- Jeffrey Dean Morgan's done it, right? There, there comes a point where an actor plays such an iconic character, right, that everything you see them in after that point, they're just that same character and everything else. But if you go, like, look at Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and you go before Negan, right? Mm-hmm. And he was in Watchmen. <clears throat> he was in stuff like P.S. I Love You, Grey's Anatomy, and all that. He's so P.S. Different. I Love You is a great film, man. It's right, like class one of the film. ones that you don't tell people you like, but you see right? do. Class, class film. But but see, right up to Negan, he was so many different, he, it was, there was so much more depth to him. But then after Negan, now when you see him and everything, he's like, oh, God, shit! It's like, no, come back to <laughs> us, man. And it was kind of nice to see that because Robert Downey Jr. and everything else has played Tony Stark, no matter what he's in. Um, mm-hmm. That I've seen, sorry. And I say that I've seen, right, because Shuggy Grantos, in my opinion, <laughs> was the same guy until you said go and watch, what was the name of the film again? Paddington 2. <laughs> <laughs> Not Paddington 2. <laughs> what was that thing he was in? And he absolutely wasn't Shuggy Grantos. What was it? Uh, the gentleman, maybe that, that's it. I thought, oh, okay, right now I see it. Robert Pattinson's another one. I thought he was just all flaky and and uh snowflakes, but then I seen him as Batman. <laughs> I saw I saw a video the other day and it was uh, <laughs> it was like uh, every other Batman, it's like punch cop and mysteriously disappear. Pat, and then it says, was it Pat Patton Man or whatever they call Pattinson's Batman? Uh-huh. I was like. Patton man, and he punches a cop, and then he just starts running like fuck. 
<laughs> it shows you the, the total different level of Batman that he was playing, and he was he was good at it. Yeah. It was decent, very much. Same way Andrew Garfield thought it was no all that as Spider Man because he had big shoes to fill with my man Toby. But when I saw him in Hacksaw Ridge, I went, ah, okay, I get it. I've liked I him know. since the Social Network. Well, I um, thought Social Network was decent. It sucks how he got screwed over by what's his past Jesse Eisenberg. But I thought I thought I thought he was decent in that. But then he went to play Spider Man, the amazing Spider Man. <laughs> Great, come on, Miyagi, get the chopsticks out. I know. Do you see how we fly there? I can't. Your camera's good, man. <laughs> ah, thanks, man. The thing is, the fucking heat, man, brings all these stupid wee flies out. I hate flies. Where's Jeff Goldblum? Um, I so I thought he, I thought Andrew Garfield and Amazing Spider-Man was just quite uh, right, and I kind of put me off him a wee bit. But then I saw Hacksaw Ridge and thought <laughs> they should have just called is. it the All Right Spider-Man. <laughs> I, it's all right. Like I've got nothing to complain about. He did. He didn't do a bad job. It's just yeah, he had such for me. For me, he had such big shoes to fill. And if you're going to take away Spider-Man Four and reboot it with the Amazing Spider-Man, you've already annoyed me. So I'm coming in annoyed. Yeah, you know I mean, <laughs> I'm ready to go back to the attitude that you go into films with can predetermine. Totally, I because then when I watched it years later again, right now that we've got Tom Holland, I, I know, right? Okay, there's more Spider-Man. I've accepted it more, and I watched it and thought I gave this such a bad rap the first time around. But I don't mm. think I was fair. <laughs> Do you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, <clears throat> Mark Mark Kermode, who's my favourite film critic, he went to see The Greatest Showman. And uh, he basically gave it a bad review. He said they said it was boring. There was no memorable songs. Blah blah blah. Then he then he went and seen it again and apologized for his previous review. He said he's like I must have been in a bad mood because the songs are great. The film was great. It's the greatest yeah. show. So like your mood really can affect it. Now I went into this one with a very really high expectations, really high expectations, and I knew what what the film how it had been described as like a lot of men essentially men talking in rooms mm -hmm. that's that's what this film is but for me it, it really worked it did Mate, really work but what what makes that work uh -huh. is the performances performances everyone, were good everyone let me let me just film. say this right, right let me okay. just say this somebody was sitting there christopher nolan right he's like i chris uh so I'm just looking at your script here, mate, and it's just all guys talking in rooms for ages, man. Folk are going to get really bored. So what do you propose we do? In walks Florence Pugh. <laughs> 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 mate, there's tits and then there's Florence Pugh, man. <laughs> Every scene she's in, it's like, let's just get all these clays out of you. Right, folks, there you go. There's the action you wanted. <laughs> it's like she, she walks in off the street and they're like, why did you even bother getting dressed this morning? Right, I thought, I thought, is, it, is, there, is there a reason that every time we're seeing her in this, that she's naked? Because like nobody else is. Um, I, I, I have no complaints whatsoever. I wasn't saying that. I'm just saying like it was. Uh, <laughs> I just thought was it a bit much. No, like I say, no complaints. But as far as the the point in it, well, do you think it was just like right, lads? The Kenyans are sitting through this. Here you go. <laughs> no, no, I think it, it was it was just to highlight the fact that Oppenheimer was not a perfect guy. You know, he wasn't, a, although he was brilliant, he, he did have uh, issues and flaws and things that he did that he shouldn't have done. Aye, um, but, but he could have told us that with our clothes on. Um, the power of suggestion. 
don't know. Sometimes we just like to see babes. That's just this is this things. is the point. This is because yeah. that's what I thought. I thought any minute my wife's going to pop in here in a minute. I'm going to be sitting here, and there's Florence Pugh on the big screen, completely in the buff, sitting up. I might add, doesn't happen a lot. <laughs> um. So again, the performances. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Florence Pugh's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Taking nothing away from her ability, she was good in it. She's, I think, she's good in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she's one of those those actresses that's like all committed to the role. So if the role says get them get, get naked, she gets naked, and she does it in a way that you remember when when everybody thinks of Sharon Stone. <laughs> yeah. Um, There's a way in which you can do it. If she's going to do it, she owns it, and she owned it. There was, I mean, there's a lot of people in this film as well, a lot of pretty recognisable faces, even if you don't know their name. Right. John Connor was in it, and I was like, you're the worst John Connor ever. Oh, hi, hi. That was, yeah, Jason Clark. Yep. Um, But he, whoever looked at him and went, that's John Connor. But he was awesome in it, like because you you hated him. That's that was the I that was the point in that character. You're supposed to hate him. You had Tony Goldwyn as well. He's in the same room. He's the kind of guy at the head of the table, the guy for Ghost. And ah, you've, right, you've right. obviously got Robert Downey um, Jr. You've got Killian Murphy, who if he if he's not nominated for an Oscar, it's because he's a straight white guy. That's the only reason he's not getting nominated. If that happens, uh, he was great. Uh, like I said, Robert Downey Jr., you've got... Funnily enough, Benny Safdie shows up. Now, Benny Safdie is one of the guys uh, who directed or wrote um, Uncut Gems mm-hmm. um, with Adam Sandler. He was also mm-hmm. in... Um, was it Good Time with Robert Pattinson? Um, that was the one where <laughs> uh, he plays his brother. Um, so mm-hmm. Robert Pattinson has a brother who's... He's not quite He's not quite all there. He's, he's, a, bit, he's a bit dolly. And um, ben, Benny Safdie, who is one of the directors of the film, plays that character as well. And I was watching it going, I've never seen this guy before, but he's actually pretty good. And he's fucking awesome in this as well. He he played, um, oh, God. Uh, oh, this is going to annoy me. Because I had his name in my mind. Who did he play? Um, I'll find it right now. Well, what <laughs> film is it you're talking about? I'm talking about Oppenheimer. No, like he, he played like you're thinking about another film that he was in. No, the oh, film he, he was playing Oppenheimer. And uh, Oppenheimer, he played Edward Teller. Edward Teller, that's right, that's right. Yeah. Um, and when he showed up, I was like, "Huh, it's Benny Zafdie." Um, but there are again, a, a, there's a lot of recognizable faces. Casey Affleck shows up. Matt Damon is strangely big in this film, isn't he? Right, right. It, it, for the first time, I went. He could. I could probably fight him and, and wonder if I'm going to get my head kicked in. Now, <laughs> like, I've never yeah. thought that about Matt Damon. I always thought I could fucking wipe him out easy. <laughs> but uh, this time I'm like, hmm. Um, <laughs> um, but, like, I mean, he was, he, was, he was big to the point where I thought for a minute it was fucking Jesse Plemons. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, hey, Matt Damon was fucking brilliant in that. Uh, yep, again, brilliant. Um, like I said, Casey Affleck showed up. He was good. Um, Aye. You had... <laughs> fucking the fellow that played Albert Einstein. It's cool to see Albert Einstein on film. It's just uh, as soon as you see him, you're like, hey, "That's Big Albie." Um, Big Albie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I'm right in thinking they weren't as as tight as what the film makes it. I think there's. A uh, I don't know creative. because I haven't looked properly historically into it. Well, they they knew each other, and at one point, uh, Oppenheimer was Einstein's boss. Look, you became Einstein in the uh, the thumbnail. Look. 
Is that me? I, I'm not as good as Matthewman, so I really tried. Um, but see if you look right in the, the right hand corner. There's an Easter egg. <laughs> why? Why are we doing it? Wait, wait, wait. Wait. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I see it. I see it. Um, <laughs> what I'm going to say? Why did you choose that picture of yourself or open <laughs> Can they have found one with a serious face? You're just like, <laughs> why know? The, why know? Do I know the secret? I actually had a serious one, right? I went like that. I went because I took a picture of myself like that, and then I mixed it together, right? And I thought he looks too serious. People won't buy it. So then I went, <laughs> it's that one. I thought I folk will be more inclined to think that's me. <laughs> I don't know what I actually look like, Lot Mimer. So, um, but we, we need to talk about uh, Killian Murphy because uh, I think done... this might well be his best performance ever. Well, see at the end, mate, where his face is just kind of staring into the abyss. Like, I actually like was moved, like as I'm sitting there watching it on the big screen, and the music's playing. Uh, Albert Einstein walks away from him. And he's just looking right into the abyss, and his eyes tell such a story. I actually was mm. like, the, "I was." The whole, the whole film takes place on his face, uh, like the, the the way he can. <laughs> There's a film right here. <laughs> the, the way he can um, portray emotion just using his eyes and his face is just. I don't. I don't think I've seen another actor be able to do that as well as him recently. I will. Uh, and by the way, he's. You know how you get directors that are like, "These are my guys." He is most definitely no one of Nolan's guys. He's mm -hmm. been in the so Dark the seventh, trilogy. seventh time or something. That he's worked Probably on. Inception. I mean, well, maybe Murphy's in. Murphy's been in tons. I mean, he, he played Scarecrow in Batman Begins. He auditioned then, for Batman, which is really funny. Um, uh, I don't know. Was, People would have laughed at Robert Pattinson, right? I don't know. Like I've seen the audition tape. It's no cool. Uh, <laughs> it's. it's He's very, very good. He's brilliant in this, but I don't think he'd have been the best at Batman. One um, of the first things I ever saw him in was Red Eye. Yeah, um, Red Eye. Have you ever seen Red Lights? Was that one after it? No, no. Red Lights is um, it's him, Sigourney Weaver, and Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro is a stage psychic um, that they're trying to basically take down um, as a fake. Mate, if you've never seen Red Lights, watch it. It's fucking awesome. Um, oh, so everything, I think, I think if it wasn't for Killian Murphy, this film would not have been nearly as good. I, th I think he absolutely carried the majority of the weight of that film on his shoulders, and he carried it well. Um, yeah, Josh fucking Hartnett, by the way. Where did, <laughs> I, I where don't think he, we see him. Where did he find his acting chops? I don't think we see him in enough stuff anymore. By the way. No, he was phenomenal. I never used to like him. Like, I, I, he used to annoy me. His voice used to annoy me. But when oh, he showed up in like... this, I was like, "See if they remade, remade Indiana Jones, I'd want him to play him." That's how uh... much. I, that's how much I felt love towards him in this film. He looked the part. He, again, he looked strangely big. You know, like yeah, you know, like Matt Damon kind of. Aye, but he's a he's a huge guy though. Well, he's tall, but he's always been he's always been built like a you know like a high school football player sort of thing. Um, but he, he looked he just looked like a he was a man. He, was, he popped up and was like, I quite fancy that fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like I'm Josh Hartnett, and I've not been in films for a wee while. Well, hold on the new to I bump you. <laughs> <laughs> so you stop it. You're giving me a Hartnett on. 
whenever he was on screen, he just he, 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 if he didn't steal the scene, he certainly helped carry it. He, he was he was awesome. Uh, the, the, Much praise to Josh Hartnett. Emily Blunt. Uh huh. Her her job for most of that film was to sit in the back and look raging. <laughs> <laughs> and she done it, but even even right at the very end, eh, it's like it goes to shake a hand. Why was she still raging with him? Why was she so raging with him again? That must have been the bit where I fell asleep. Uh, I'd rather not tell you on here because it's probably something that people would want to find out for themselves in the film. Um, she was like, ah, I'm no shaking your hand, get out my fucking face. Aye. And he's like, fine, so be it. Aye, you're just sitting there going, There's a strong woman right there. <laughs> but um, she, she was very good. It's a shame she never took the same initiative as Florence Pugh, but she was very good. <laughs> you want to get your Emily Blunt out? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that was horrible. Um, We're in trouble, man. <laughs> so, and like, even Casey Affleck, what was funny when Casey Affleck showed up, it was like, they don't show his face. Like you're, you're kind of, uh, you're supposed to be wondering who is this guy. As soon as they spoke, I was asking Casey Affleck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's he's got uh, a very distinctive voice, quite a, a, a whispery, raspy voice. Um, uh, and again, he's he's doing like anything he shows up in, he's doing really fucking well. He was uh, in uh, Interstellar as well, so he's worked with Nolan before. Um, do you know what's funny? I'll tell you this: I've never seen Interstellar. I've got it on Blu-ray. I've yet to watch it, and the reason being. It's because I said to my mate Callum that we'd watch it together. We've just never had the time, and right. I refused to watch it until then. So right. I will. I get that. I totally get that. Uh, the thing I hated Interstellar first time I seen it, but again, I went. I'd, I've had the wrong attitude. I've since watched it again multiple times. It's now one of my favourite films. So uh, again, another example here how your mindset can change how you feel about a film. Um. Mm. So the <clears throat> there's going to be a lot of Oscars on the go for this for this film there's going to be oscars for um best actor hopefully for um obviously kelly murphy sound design the sound design in this film is, is really and i'm surprised amazing. it wasn't it wasn't actually um bloody zimmer that usually usually is <laughs> yeah i know i know right and it has um, a zimmer feel to it it definitely it has did. a zimmer feel then to i was listening to it going oh yes big hands and then right after it was like oh it wasn't big hands Wee Stevie, Stevie Zimmer. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Josh Peck's in it as well. Who's Josh Peck? For Drake and Josh. I don't know what that is. Boy for Drake and Josh. He was I, fat and quite ugly. I and don't then know he, what Drake he, like, and Josh is. Have you ever seen Mean Creek? Uh, I've maybe seen a bit of it. I've not seen it all. Mind the fat kid that was a bully that gets knocked into the water? No, I would need to... Oh, come on, man. You don't know who Josh Peck is. Josh Peck. Get on with you. What's going on with you? He's in iCarly and all that. He's in Turner and Hooch. He plays the wee boy in Turner and Hooch. All right, so he's the bully. Aye, in Mean Creek. But he's Josh from Jake and Josh. Look at that Disney face he used to have. (laughs) I know. Um, Doesn't have it anymore. (laughs) Nah. (laughs) Um, Aye, did you know... Did you know? Oh, no, man. Remember, I'm a lot older than you. Ah, but you've still seen stuff. You've seen stuff that's way older than me. <laughs> you know? Aye, but well, I didn't watch Zack and Cody. You know what I mean? I only seen it because my wee brother watched it, but I appreciated the Sprouse's from uh, 
Big Daddy. Frankenstein! <laughs> <laughs> what a weird accent he's got in that film, eh? I know, I know. Um, and what's the deal with Adam Sandler putting paper down every time the boy pisses himself? It's like he's not Doug. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great running joke throughout that film, man. By the way, Gary Oldman as well. Uh huh. Aye, that was a surprise. Aye. Yep. And how good? How awesome. good? Even even awesome. nodded at Kennedy stuff. I know. I know. There's. Eh. Hey. It's funny. They're like, ah, there's this uh, this young guy quite fancies himself as a big a big cheese. Uh, he's giving us well, some trouble. What's his, name? his name? is like something Kennedy. I'm just like, oh. Yeah, the last oh. proper president. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> funnily enough, that's, this actually brings me back to another point I was going to make. I felt there was moments in this film where it felt like a Oliver Stone film, like JFK or something, the way things were mm. playing out on screen, kind of All jumping right. back and forward and uh, the black and white to colour again and stuff. There was mm-hmm. It felt quite Oliver Stoney. I felt um, as well that a lot of this is very quotable. Right, like when Gary Oldman says to Kelly Murphy, he goes, "You, th- it was, it says something like, um, you think they're angry at you? He says, you're not the one that, you made the bomb. I'm the one that, like, authorized it or something like that. I'm the one that, that dropped it, basically. Aye, I said, I'm the one that dropped <clears throat> it. Aye. So. <laughs> I should wear a t-shirt that says that 100%. Uh, <laughs> Standing I'm on a lift. One that, Who was that? Stupidly fly, which is funny. It brings me to Heisenberg is the guy that he's kind of opposed that's on the side of the, the Russians. Also, it kind of hints at it as well that that they dropped that bomb on Hiroshima, which I'll get a wee. That they tanned Hiroshima, right? Ugh. Even though they were going to actually be like, how oh, we get up, right? But what happened was they were just like, nah, the world needs to see this. So they made an example of them. Do you know? That's the, that's the thing that yeah. really kind of fucks you up. Um, uh-huh. is that whole idea of what if they just told the Japanese that they were going to drop this if they didn't surrender? I know. They would probably, if they seen a if they seen footage yet, they'd be like, fuck, right, okay. Uh-huh. Maybe, but they do have that kind of samurai mindset where, mm-hmm. no, I'm fighting, we'll fight to the death no matter what. Uh-huh. Unless you drop a bomb like that, then they're like... <laughs> Aye. Um, but I it was like, what if maybe maybe if they had maybe if they had just said, Listen, we've got this bomb, we're gonna drop it tomorrow unless you surrender, maybe they would never have had to drop it. I think it was getting dropped politically, it was getting dropped. I'll say it's funny what? how America seems to be the kind of they've got the the kind of moral authority over nuclear weapons in the world when they're the only ones that have ever fucking used them. I know. And here's the thing like 200,000 men, women and children were all like turned into pavement dust mm-hmm. and the ones that weren't looked like the elephant man for a week then died, right? Uh, How is that fair, right? Regardless of what's going on politically and, and and when you watch it, it's like the film almost you're watching these people in this wee courtroom again at all the party, you know, if we don't do it, no man, they're going to date us, we'll save mere folk if we just tan them. You're not tanning you know, tannin folk. Maybe tannin's that. the wrong word to use in this particular situation. <laughs> Fair play. But, um, you know, I mean, they're, they're dropping explosives on people that don't deserve it. They're just people that are going about their day. And yet they end up like, oh, there's me just going down the street, going to get a pack of ham or something, whatever they were doing in their days. What's that? Boom! Like, 
what? Mate, I just came out to get some fucking ham. Like, what? <laughs> now, I've got, now I've got smoked ham. Fucking raging. <laughs> sick, man. <laughs> Chloe, the hat suits you. Thanks, man. It's purely for Barbenheimer. It's for the all... Uh, you're such a dick that you can actually pull that off. Thanks, man. If if I wore that, I'd just look like a complete fud. You wear it and get away with it. I don't know why. <laughs> Thanks. I don't, Thanks. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you've just got some inherent fuddery about you that it suits you. Fuddery. <laughs> Aye, that's what it is, man. It's the fuddery. It's my smoked ham. <laughs> so they call it smoked ham. Um, I feel it, fucking Perry. <laughs> Can I please have a jam sandwich, please, Miss Tyson? Please, thank you. Hey, cheeky girl. <laughs> Your parents are shagging. Todd <laughs> says, long live the bucket hat. Todd, my man. Hey, if, if anyone else loves a bucket hat, I'm sure I've seen a good few pictures where Todd surprise playing guitar wearing a bucket hat. Maybe not a, bar a Barbie one. But I'm definitely Todd, sure I've seen You have to get yourself hat. a Barbie one, son. That's, the, that's the next step for the Todd. I think we should get some Barbenheimer ones. It's like, I just dropped it. It's <laughs> just one point of them where we mushroom cloud come <laughs> Like the mushroom cloud that I made up here above your head. Um, I wasn't sure if that would look like a mushroom cloud or if it just looked like a chicken nugget, but mushroom cloud. That's a bit chicken nuggety. Look at it. <laughs> it's it's making me hungry. <laughs> Mate, it'd be some, some proper sorcery if you'd done that and pulled it away and managed to tan it. Mate, I'm Man. surprised. That's the first thing I've actually managed to reach up and grab the right bit of the screen. Normally it's like, oh, oh, eh, oh. <laughs> so um, Kelly Murphy actually looks better than what I believe Oppenheimer did. But look at the <laughs> eyes. Look at the eyes. Oh, That's a guy that's oh, got yeah. issues, man. But like I says for the beginning, man, he was ready to kill someone, and everybody's mm. just like, oh, we'll just we'll just let that go. He was ready to tan somebody, uh, and then what? Fast forward five years and he. he and somebody look. Oh, you can't keep bringing up that picture, man. That shit terrifies me. Does it actually? Yeah. Aye. <clears throat> it's what Wait. Only two things scare me. And one is nuclear war. Aye. Is it just because you didn't want to, like, be us, like, have blisters on your skin and that? Um, oh, legend, man. That, that legend. They do, um... <laughs> sweet. They... No, the, the the thought of that does terrify me. Like, if if that was to ever happen, I just want to go out in the first wave. I don't, I don't even want to see one in the distance. I want it to land on my fucking boz. That's, <laughs> that's if they ever decide to go down that route, I just, I want nothing to do with it. Um, uh, but yeah, you ruined my joke, man. I was, I was quoting Austin Powers there when I said only two things scare me, and one is nuclear war. You were supposed to say, what's the other? Uh, Carnies, <laughs> circus Mate. folk, nomads, you know, smell like cabbage, small hands. <laughs> hey, my son said to me the other day, he goes, he was talking about wishes, and I was like, oh, okay, we're walking through the shops, and he's like, he's like, if I had wish, I'd, I wish that I could never be killed, right, except from when the world explodes. I'm like, oh, okay, why then? He goes, because if the world explodes, I don't know I'd just be floating about space. <laughs> <laughs> just like... <laughs> well, I did ask for him for immortality. I'm just floating about space. He, this gosh. <laughs> even he's like that be boring as shit. Just me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he also said to me, he also said to me, what was it? He goes, 
Dad, do you know you can actually skydive without a parachute? He says, but you can only do it once. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, Dad, I can actually jump higher than than the uh, Eiffel Tower. I was like, oh, really? He goes, aye, because the Eiffel Tower can't jump. <laughs> Fucks. I was like, where are you getting all this, man? And then That's he Harry. goes, aye, he goes, he goes, Dad, see if you were driving and you saw, I'll ask you at J-Mac, if you're driving and you see an old man and a little girl, what do you hit? The brake. <laughs> I said an old man. He goes, he says, why not the brake? <laughs> oh, he gets me, man. He gets me. He just comes out with stuff and I'm just like, what? <laughs> the brake. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the old man's going to see your yeah your uh, anonymous ring that you've got on. See for the side, it looks like one of the ectomorphicons for the Power Rangers film, the the original Power Rangers film. You know, like the big ant ah, of the scorpion. It's got that yeah, look about it. It totally does. That's so cool, man. It feels so heavy as well. And these are all made by a guy. <laughs> oh, I fucking hope so. Otherwise, you wouldn't be wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like it's his only business. He makes them, and that. And I thought class i'm gonna buy more because there's some more cool stuff it's quite banging in it is that like the eye of sauron is that what that is well i don't know if that's what he intended it to be but that's why i got it <laughs> i was like right that'll sit right next to my wee lord of the rings ring that hulk hogan's got on his bicep <laughs> of, of <laughs> what, a rim. what a rim i've got <laughs> <laughs> by the way uh, see the <clears throat> just that that the image Killian Murphy is Oppenheimer with that hat on. How how sinister does that hat make him look? Uh, it makes Unlike him your look fucking like Barbie hat, which <laughs> he's hatching but, a dastardly plan. It's like um, it, I mean, he looks. I mean, if if you were to, like, if you didn't know what film that was, you didn't know what character mm -hmm. was, you would assume that's a villain. I I would say straight up that he's doing something dodgy. He's stop folk trying to compete against his oil prices. <laughs> right. He's good. Uh, he's definitely got that look about him. Um, but... So there will be blood feel. Aye, yeah. Where's it, Daniel Day-Lewis? <laughs> what was that? What was that character's name? Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> no, no, that was the actor. The the character uh, that he played. Daniel. Can't mind. I've abandoned my child. Um, can't remember <laughs> his name. Uh, there he is with Big Einie, Look, Big Einie. <laughs> right, Einberg. What's happening? <laughs> Any yes, top shagger, look at you. <laughs> uh, Robert Downey Jr., again, nice to see him doing something that isn't he calling on some AI robot to... Mm. It, was, it was phenomenal. You got anybody else? Any other photos to look at? Um, well, there's Big Opie himself. <laughs> I've seen Big Opie. He know who he looks like there? Nosferatu. The height does. <laughs> Mate, the accident or not? Do you know what? I found out recently that um, Nosferatu is not actually the name of the vampire. Aye. Aye. I'm sure it's something like Shrek. Ha <laughs> <laughs> my swamp! Well, that's just like everybody that says, oh, I'm go I'm dressing up as it for Halloween. It's like, no, you're no, you not. You're, you're dressing up as Pennywise. Oh, no, I'm talking shite. It's Count Orlock. <laughs> Shrek. Count Orlock. Shrek. <laughs> um, Look at me. What am I? That, I watched on, that the other on day. That note, on that note, Nosferatu... It's coming out. Well, sorry, production state is in development, but we do have a cast list directed by Robert Eggers. 
Mm. This could be interesting. Ham and Eggers. So we've got Aaron Taylor Johnson. We have Aye. Bill Skarsgård as Count Olaf. See, ever since he done fucking Pennywise, man, he's in everything. He's everything weird now. It's because he's awesome. <laughs> like he, it, he is, he's he is genuinely fucking awesome. Um, well, I'm the frozen. Have you seen Barbarian? Uh, have I seen Barbarian? I went into that blind, thinking, <laughs> "Oh, here's Bill Skarsgård. He's the creep." No, he was flashing <laughs> that in a totally different way. He was actually aye, a sound thought, guy. Aye, and you thought he was going to actually be the dafty. I know it was funny because I watched it. I'm like, I'm really liking him in this, and then he just gets minced. I was like, eh. <laughs> I know. I thought I thought he was going to be the bad guy. And here's another thing. Remember ten years ago, Alexander. Remember ten years ago when Alexander Skarsgård was the Skarsgård, and then ten years before that when it was actually Stellan Skarsgård that was the Skarsgård. And now yeah. Bill seems to have trumped a lot of them, man. What about the wee ugly one for Vikings? Where's he at? <laughs> what one's that? The other one. <laughs> ugly Skarsgård. That's a horrible name to give somebody. <laughs> it's, the, it's the one that looks like... <laughs> Next week on the show. <laughs> Every time. Who's <laughs> um, the ugly Skarsgård? The, there are... There's... there's Bill, there's Alexander, and there's the other one, and uh, he's the one that's in Vikings, and it's like he's got a patch of hair and all that. Uh, <laughs> uh, is it Walter? I think so. Um, it's no the da. It's no Penny. It's a. Uh, it's Sam. Not not it's Gustav. <laughs> Gustav. 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 Gustav, <laughs> mate. Of course, it's Gustav. Do you know he looks? He looks a bit like uh, the boy for Robocop. Wee bit. He was an Oppenheimer. He was an Oppenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> he played one of the victims after the bombing. <laughs> Guy for Robocop. <laughs> oh, Lindsay Lohan. Um, <laughs> so he was an Oppenheimer. What's the chances? <laughs> How well researched are we? <laughs> it's like, I that weird one. He's an Oppenheimer. I am. Oh, by the way, now this is something. Maybe you. Can, I haven't. I haven't actually looked into this yet, right? But see the the guy that's Oppenheimer's kind of pal in it. The wee Jewish guy. With the, the specs. The the spy. No, no, the, the other scientist guy that he meets on the train at the beginning. Yeah, the one that's like, you know all these languages here, and then puts an orange in his mouth. That was weird. I mate, I might be wrong here, but is that the elf for the Santa Claus? <laughs> Probably. All oh, right. You mean what's this face elf? It was a Barnaby, no Barnaby, but but uh, Bernard, Bernard. Bernard. That was it. he was in he was in WWE not too long ago. Probably would be man. Well, let me just find out the new right Santa Claus. But by the way, they made a TV series of that, and I think it was crap. Shocker. The Santa Claus. Let's find it. Let's find it. Right there it is. Right. So let's find Bernard. Bernard. <laughs> there he is. Right. So David Krumholtz. He was an Oppenheimer. You were right. Isidore Rabbi. I think it's... Is it a fat suit or is he fat now? 
He's fat now. He looks right. nothing okay. like. Because I was thinking, if that's a fat suit, it was a fucking gidgen. He's just fat. <laughs> Class fat suit. Yeah. Of the Sarscar brothers, if I said one of these is your dealer, what one are you picking? <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're around these three guys and one, uh, you, you, there's a hum of weed. You can't use pockets just searching, eh? <laughs> just winding, man. Next week on the show, Gustav. Is <laughs> uh, Gustav? He's not on something. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> nah, I'm just winding. Hey, that's probably just he's probably a proper sound guy. Good actor. Ah, he was really good in Oppenheimer, apparently. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was in Oppenheimer, man. Um, the world is talking about. Barbenheimer, mm-hmm. which there's nothing. Uh, do you know that they're doing Saw Patrol next? I know. <laughs> Paw Patrol movie. Seriously? <laughs> Saw Patrol. Are you being serious? <laughs> Mate, Paw October. Patrol and the new Saw start the same week and they're calling it <laughs> Saw Patrol. <laughs> right, where else can we take this? They're going to start doing it deliberately just so that you can make good fucking mashups. Totally. Well, I think. The reason they're called Barbenheimer, obviously they both released the same week, but they were both mate, this is get this. I knew that Super Mario Bros. movie was gonna catapult our sales figures for the cinema. I, I knew that it was gonna do good for cinema and it did. Mm-hmm. Barbenheimer has smashed it, and I mean leathered it. Really? More than more than half, mate. More than double wow. it. Which I thought, wow, uh, which is a good sign for cinema, baby, because it really needed that injection. Talk the thing is, tiny... how, how do they keep this momentum going though? Because you don't get a Christopher Nolan film every year. You don't get a film like Barbie every every year or every mm-hmm. three four months, which is what it needs. There needs to be a constant stream of that. But there's going to be fuck all for a while now because of the SAG after strike. Um, Mate, and I don't know the AI is working pretty well. Ah, but then they won't be allowed to do that because you're using the likeness. Uh, well, if, unless you know, money talks, mate. And if they give them just enough, I think they're more concerned about their rights as opposed to how much money they're getting. I think it's more. Oh about... no, it's always money. Always money. No, no, I think I think it's more about like um, healthcare and security and um, <laughs> kind of. Like America, America is so far behind the rest of the world when it comes to workers' rights. America's a fucking joke, to be honest, for most things. I mean, feel, uh, some of the people are nice and it's got some nice bits, but all in all, it's fucked. Like America's, I don't understand the aspiration for everywhere else to be like America. America's a fucking disgrace for the most part. Um, so they're basically looking for the stuff that we get, like more paid holidays per year and more, more of this and more of that, more uh, medical. Um, benefits more, um, better pension contributions, shit like that. I think I could be wrong, mm-hmm. um, but the only way to fix that is to give them it. I mean, it, all the people that really make it, that really make the money for the the film industry, they've got enough money that they don't really need to work again. Mm. So that their strike for those people could go on forever. On the plus side, it could be a chance for little up-and-comers that aren't members of SAG-AFTRA to come up and find their, their spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and but, I'll say more power to them. Aye, so there, there might be some good things that come out of it. Uh, if anybody wants me to be in and gets a shout, yeah. 
Andy says, AI could be described as identity theft using someone's image, surely. Well, I just heard Freddie Mercury singing My Hair Will Go On, so... And don't call and me Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> nice Bieber. Thanks. <laughs> I got it made. <laughs> Hands you ever been in a cockpit before, son? <laughs> Ever seen a grown man naked? <laughs> <laughs> Leslie Nielsen, what a legend. <sighs> um, uh, well, by the way, Barbie. So everybody kind of wanted you to be talking about Barbie in this episode. Now, you know, you know, seen it. Um, what, what, just from someone that has seen it, what, what would make you go, I don't know what you want to see it? It's called fucking Barbie. That's why I don't want to go see it. I wouldn't, purely, go, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go see Barbie. I wouldn't go see My Little Pony. I wouldn't go see. I the knew that was Care Bears. Thing. Hey, don't diss the Care Bears, mate. They were yeah. solid, man. Gummy bears, though. I'd go see gummy, gummy bears. <laughs> well, by the way, I watched Barbie because I went in to watch it, and um, I wanted to know what the fuss was about. People kept coming out crying, and I thought, "What are you eating a Barbie for?" <laughs> um, there's a lot in it that that's like proper screw guys. Get it up, these guys, right? Aye. It's definitely full of it's that. Hard to escape that now, really, right? Um, but I looked at it from the perception of my wife bringing my daughters to see it, and there's a lot. Danny DeVito's wife's in it, and anything she's in, you can't even like. You know, it gets an it gets a pass. Yeah, especially now that she's I now that she's a bit older, um, she's even more lovable. But um, aye, it's, it's it's fully a lot of that stuff. I hate that the well, I don't hate, but I dislike that Ken is literally Barbie's love interest. Um, but she's like proper friends on them and be like, no, I don't need a man. Like that, what? Like, I heard I heard the review of it the other day and it kind of intrigued me a wee bit. I was thinking maybe I should see this. It sounds like it might actually be fun. Hang um, on, Apollock. <laughs> pardon me. And he said, I would rather like. Aye. <laughs> Rather like Doug Poo off stinging nettles than much Barbie. Well, hey, by the, and there's a really funny part in it where Margot Robbie's crying as Barbie. She's like, I'm ugly. And it pauses, and Helen Mirren, who's been narrating it the same way Danny DeVito narrates Matilda, mm-hmm. she goes, Pause right here. Like the movie just freeze frames. And she's like, Note to producers if you'd like to like <laughs> make the point that someone's ugly, you probably shouldn't hire Margot Robbie. She's doing a terrible job at making this look like it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Sounds about right. Just like, note to producers, like, if you want to portray somebody that's ugly, you probably shouldn't hire Margot, Margot Robbie. <laughs> it's funny, like, you, you look at films like, uh, it was one of my favourites when I was growing up, and it was She's All That, where they get this lassie who's clearly fucking gorgeous, put her hair in a fucking bun, and put glasses on and go, she's minging. <laughs> it's like that. No, she's not. <laughs> you knew she was going to be stunning as soon as she walked in these stairs. Uh, Lander, it's a spoiler. No, it, uh, it was mental, but I loved it, especially when she gets her vagina in the end. Uh, there's a, it's like Ken has a stump. <laughs> they both have stumps until the very end. Um, uh, it's weird as well. You can just kind of leave Barbie Land and. Uh, see when World Farrell's in there, it. There's, is there some kind of crossover between Barbie World and the real world or something? Well, you can is just it... go there, right? Um, but, but got, it's what, like what going, it's like going to the North Pole. Like, imagine see Elf. See when Elf goes to the North Pole. It's like that. Aye. Right. Okay. That's that's Let's not necessarily that. not charming or not enchanting as yeah, we're always aye. looking for. I suppose. Like yeah. like the 
the North Pole and Elf looks fucking dreadful, but you you can you love it for that, mate? Bye, there's a buddy. Scene. Hope you find your dad. There's Next a scene. Narwhal. <laughs> there is a scene in it where Margot Robbie, like, she comes straight from Barbie Land and she's skating across like the beach. And a guy just comes up, and they're all like, holy shit, looking at her, right? All, like, proper oozing over her. And a guy just comes up, belts her ass, right? And she turns around and punches him, right? And I seen someone, like, filming, because obviously that day on set, someone was filming from behind. So they see all the cameras, they see Margot Robbie, and the guy slaps her ass. And I thought, imagine, like, signing up to be an extra. <laughs> and they're like, right, you, come here. Right. <laughs> Today's shot is you're going to slap Margot Robbie's arse, right? All right, and we're going to pay you. <laughs> Probably get you getting, right? And then you're there just like, slap. And they're like, no, we didn't get that right. Uh, right, take two. Slap. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's like, sure, you don't need me to take another 40 <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, some guy was paid to stand there and slap Margot Robbie's <laughs> Hey, that's me that... just that's me just messaged you by the way. You fancy bringing that video up? Yeah, you, you've seen it. I know you've seen it, but I think it, it'd be good fun to uh, to show on this particular episode. Um, just, um, just... oh, there it, it's there. <laughs> I have. I did think about bringing that up. I did get think it, about get it brought up. Get it brought up. Um... Uh, in the meantime, though, what we'll talk about is the fact that um, what's what's really eye-opening about this film is how they treat Oppenheimer from one point to the next. Mm-hmm. From one point, he's the golden boy to the next point where he's essentially a scapegoat for political progression and political nonsense that goes on in the background. And it's all this. planned out. Like, years and years in advance, it's all planned out. It's fucking crazy what happens to people, people. People call them conspiracy theories. <laughs> Are they really, though? Most know. of them are, <laughs> but you do oh, get some know. some conspiracy theories that turn out to be true, and they go, "See, they must all be true." It doesn't work like that. But can you hear that? Can you hear that? Did you? No, hear that? We can never hear it first time. So what today is? Day what you were going to do, and then <laughs> day what you always do to fix it. Unbelievable, eh? Unbelievable. Um, just to say, actually, I s- no, it's not, it's not that, not this exact one. Um, here we go. Well, Just so you know, a disclaimer, right. this is not me in the video. <laughs> I know, I totally, I totally like, it's something that, that would most definitely be a user. Yeah, now I. Yeah. Right, here we go. Copyright strike number one, here we go. I love the fact that everybody in the cinema starts chuckling at a moment in the film that's so tense and so important historically. And this guy chose that moment to fucking let rip right on the zero. And he starts chuckling to himself and then the whole cinema just starts like not laughing out loud. I think if everybody laughed out loud, it wouldn't be as funny. It's the fact that everybody's like... <laughs> Well, here's the thing. You said that you hate people making noise in cinema and that you dislike when people cheer for their heroes. So oh, would this 100%. be different? That is very different? different. That is very fucking... That's that's the definition of tension breaker right there. <laughs> would I be annoyed if I was there? Maybe. 
but on and speaking of that, the fucking couple sitting next to me, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> if your face wasn't as scary enough. Uh, like, that just sounds like my film. I know. I was going to say that. <laughs> um, the couple sitting next to me who were like probably in their 50s, right? Mate, they'd brought in like fucking meal deals for the petrol station, right? Like, I, I'll be honest. Like, I, I snuck in a can of juice and a fucking, uh, what do you call it, a Kit Kat, right? That's all I had. I was like, this isn't a, this isn't a popcorn film, right? Get them out. They're sitting there fucking eating like baguettes and packets of McCoys and shit. Like, what the well, fuck? Well, by the way, doing? let me just say this: I don't mind people bringing their own stuff, right? Really, I I know it's no, no, no good. For us. It was the noise. You need to you need to consider the the noise level that's going to come off of the stuff that you're bringing in. Like, oh, I had a can of juice. What I did was I opened it during the trailers, so I don't need to do it during the film. Not even that. Not even that. It's the fact that they'll bring in their own, their own shit and then leave it all over the fucking floor. Like, at least put your fucking mm. wrappers in the bin. If we're going to be picking up shit, can we pick up the shit that you've bought first? No I shit left, you've bought in I left, mine in, the, I left mine in the seat pockets. Oh, I, I, left it, I left them in the juice bit. Right, and by the way, I, I remember going into watch, can't remember what it was, Black Adam or something, and a wee Ned came in doing the front, and he'd obviously went to, like, KFC or whatever, right? So we're all smelling that hot food, right? And then he's got his chips, and it's like a shaking thingy. So he pours it while the film film's on, pours it. And then gives his chips a shake. He keeps shaking them. And I'm like, ah, see if you don't stop fucking shaking them, mate. I'm going to fucking put these chips up your arse. Sorry, sorry, mate. Like, what an absolute <laughs> fucking walper. No, no hot food. No, no, no smelly food. The only, smelly the only, food. The only smell you want to smell at cinema is popcorn. Popcorn or cheese. Hot cheese. It depends what kind of hot cheese we're talking about. <laughs> uh, and uh, hot dog. Hot dog. Hot dog. Plenty of them in Hiroshima in 1945. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. I disgusted myself with that one. Um, uh, but what about, this, what about the scene where they're deciding where to drop them? I know, I know. It's like, oh no, I vacationed there. I thought, oh, that's a bit out of order. Uh, I thought that's out of I was, order. I, I, I remember, I was actually sitting there and I, I put my hand to my face. I was like, I was shaking my head. I'm like, you're fucking joking me. Well, if this is even mildly, if this is even mildly true, that's fucking disgraceful. No, we'll not kill two hundred thousand folk there because that's where I go on my holidays. Uh, uh, so, so that's, that's where I went. That's where I went on my honeymoon. It's a nice place. Leave that lane. Like, <laughs> is that how? Is that how shallow the decision was about how many civilians to kill and where? It was fucking disgusting. Just disgusting. Um, Can you imagine if politicians that basically create the wars, etc. Were made to fight in the octagon. <laughs> I bet me thinks it's a good idea, but could you imagine Rishi Sunak versus Vladimir Putin? That's <laughs> gone one that. way, man. <laughs> that has gone one way, and it's not the way that anybody wants. Although I would want it a wee bit because I just I'd rather Rishi Sunak wasn't he here. Um, but uh, Putin's winning most fights. <laughs> the guy's a fucking KGB agent. He's killed more people with his bare hands than any other politician <laughs> in the world right now. <laughs> At least he's done it with his bare hands. Yeah. I mean, they've all got fucking mixed Joe Rogan made the to... point. Joe, Joe Rogan made the point once though: is that what if it was only millionaire sons that had to go to war? It wouldn't happen. No, not a chance. Not right. A chance. What's what's Mickey Dick saying? 
Mick a dick. <laughs> I remember going to see the first Venom, and when the switch off your phone ad came on, the part where Mark Strong goes, boo, I shat myself and went, oh, you bastard, and people started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, hot dogs out of the basket cinema are banging. Cheers, my man. Same hot dogs as everywhere else, really. We just heat them up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so basically, Craig Tarrant is going to be a safe zone for me. Because everybody goes there on the holiday. <laughs> 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 Could you imagine that? Like, like twenty. You've had twenty-eight days later, twenty-eight weeks later, twenty-eight months later. It's folk trying to get to Craig Tarrant. <laughs> <laughs> serious, man. Absolute serious. I uh, I enjoyed. Oppenheimer. I think I gave it something like six, <gasps> seven out of ten. And mainly, pardon me, it's because I wanted to see some gangsters like tanning mm. folk and that. And I never, um, but that's just personal. Okay. It's a personal experience. I'm sure I gave it that. Let me just double check. Because I remember going, wow, I felt moved. Um, I, No, I gave it a nine. I gave it a nine. <laughs> I gave it a nine. Turns out I liked well, it. That's, that's where I'm at. The only reason I, I, the only reason I wouldn't give it a ten is because I don't think the non-linear storytelling worked particularly well. Uh, <laughs> it was good. You you like your films that are boring as fuck, the way. <laughs> You're really selling this, mate. <laughs> no, this was quite class. It was long, long, right? Um, and again, it's all talking. Like if you want to go, if you if you're not into just going to see folk talk, like nobody's fighting, nobody like there's boobs. Right. Um <laughs> could somebody please sound bite that? <laughs> <laughs> that could be used in, ow, bit my tongue. That could be used in so many scenarios. It's like, oh, those pips. It's like it's like they they seen folk like us coming in and went, ah, we're gonna have to we have to put the bibs in. We need <laughs> gotta get some Florn's babes. I know, I know. I thought that was behind her. I thought she only done that in her early days, but no. Florence Pugh is a very, 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 very good actress. You ever seen Midsummer? Yes, and nobody liked that that I know. And I'm like, I loved it. I thought it was all right. I thought it was fucked. I thought it was weird when she's like, oh, this is shit. And they're all like, ah, around the booter. I thought, why are you all greeting for? Stop fake greeting to make her feel worse. Um, Because I read. But I I quite liked it. The folk were getting done in and all that. I like stuff. Mate. I watched a weird movie the other day called Men. Have you oh, seen Men? Do you know I actually put it on, but I, didn't, I never finished it. Oh, mate, finish it. Oh, if you're taught, you want something that's, I mean, to be, see, to be honest, I said to the wife, because we're always like, oh, we were going to watch. I says, I says, sit down. I'm just going to put a film on. I'm not going to tell you the name of it. I'm not going to tell you anything about it. You're just going to go in cold. I'm just going to see what it takes us, right? I don't know that much about it. All I know is what it's called and that her husband died. I was howling at parts like um <laughs> laughing or greeting. Laughing. You don't cry. I don't think you've got tear ducts, you fucking psychopath. <laughs> I'm, never I was seen laughing. you cry. Never, never seen you cry. Even at like the saddest moments on this podcast where the remember the still game episode where I couldn't even get through it? It was an hour, it was an hour-long show, and I was crying for about fucking half an hour. Like to the point where I couldn't even get words out. It was just sobbing. Like yeah. <laughs> like uh, Sylvester Sloan. I do you really I'm a mick. That was me. 
to be fair, like, um, there's nothing really that's that sad. There is though. They just needs to hit you in the right in the right spot. That's in fact, I'm going to make that my personal goal is to try and find a film that will actually make you fucking sad and cry, mate. Oh no, I feel sad watching Titanic, mate. No, no, like I I mean something that actually like. It, 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 it evokes an emotional response for you to the there was point a where film, you've got mate, wet tears running down your face. Mate, there was a film I felt like that. Twitchy Chin. Shack. No, it's called The Shack. That fucked me up for weeks. Have you ever seen The Shack? Is that the thing? Is that not a fucking Christian film? Kinda aye, but fuck me. Man. That was tough. That was a tough watch. Aye. Did you watch it? No, I've not seen it. Watch it. I just read. I read the synopsis. I was like, "That sounds like a Christian propaganda film." No, no. Which uh, I, I actually, what was? The, I, I watched something within the last six months. I watched something and realised it was a Christian propaganda film. After I finished it, I kind of made what it was. Um, it's, good, it's good when they when they do that to you when they try and brainwash it, but you you didn't realise it. <laughs> I, well, I realised as soon as I got to the end, but I can't. Uh, what, what fucking film was it? Was it that thing oh, where it... nefarious? Nah. No nefarious. Thing. It was nefarious. It was. It was like. It was. It's the one where there's a guy. It's uh, a serial killer played by Sean Patrick Flannery, and he's in jail and he's getting interviewed by a psychologist who has to determine whether or not he's mentally fit to be executed the next day. Um, mm-hmm. And basically, he is essentially saying that he's possessed. Um, nice. and there's. Almost like primal fear. There's two personalities that come out when he's talking to this guy. Like one of them's the demon, one of them's the the, the normal guy who seems just completely distraught at the situation that he's in. Then he switches to the demon who is just lavishing the attention that he's getting. And um, I watched it with my Mike Dive, and it was it was really <laughs> considering it was just two guys talking in a room for most of it. It was actually pretty decent. Then it got to the end, and I was like. Uh, this is just this is Christian propaganda, but I enjoyed it. I wasn't sucked in by it, but I enjoyed it. Oh no, no, no! I was. In fact, I did. I put it in the group chat. I was like, I've just watched a film that's made me question my faith. Remember that? I put it in a group chat in the Witching Hour. Don't recall, man. <laughs> Fuck, that's unusual. Normally, it's me that forgets everything, and you're going. I fucking I tell you. <laughs> nah. like, ah, you're, wait, you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, I'll find it. You, you're like, Nine you're like, <laughs> you're like, are we podcasting tonight? I'm like, ah, you're like, oh, I didn't even know. I'm like, here's you suggesting the fucking episode. Yes, yeah, when was the last? Like, when was the last time that happened? You know, like <laughs> now we're at the point where I assume every Sunday we're doing something. It's just what uh-huh. it is. Sometimes I do forget. <laughs> um, so no mind we're reviewing that film that we were sent the screener for uh, I... <laughs> yeah, mate I get the link ready for you to ask for it so that I just that paste the minute yeah <laughs> I'm like and here it comes paste <laughs> oh I saw something the other day the guy that invented copy and paste died recently <laughs> and all the comments were just folk copying and pasting the headline <laughs> no <laughs> oh my man uh, so hey I, I, when I see a Christopher Nolan film coming out I'm like I like it I loved Dunkirk thought Dunkirk that Kelly Murphy was in that mm-hmm. I'm going to try and watch Tenet 
again. I think it's one of his weaker I ones. Hands, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to try that one again. And see I didn't get that back. Sometimes he makes stuff and you're like, calm down. Like, I remember, one, like, see, see when it started. <laughs> like, I remember the opening scene felt like um, the Dark Knight Rises. Uh-huh. Something like that. Like with the like Bane setting something up that's pretty fucking catastrophic and horrid. Um, that's uh-huh. what the beginning felt like. And then the time started reversing and stuff. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm too tired for this, motherfucker. Um, but I, I, I will. I'll revisit that one. Sometimes um, no one just needs to calm the fuck down. Eh? It's like, I didn't need my brain to be turned inside out with mints. Just... I'm going to watch The Prestige again. <laughs> uh, why? It's because for no. Ah, but why do I watch it again? Because I remember thinking it was all right. It's probably awesome now. <laughs> Again, uh, I'm a bit older, different mindset. It's probably fucking awesome. Uh, I wonder if I can still make that face that I'm making on Mac. Uh, Mick says the guy who invented autocorrect has died. His fun fair is next Monday. Monkey. <laughs> 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 oh, Mick, you're a cheeky chappy. <laughs> uh, class, class. I saw so Oppenheimer was class. I thought, less talking next time, Nolan, right? So here's twisting the world upside down, reversing time, making a guy's eyeballs fall out. And here's folk just talking. Let's meet it. <laughs> Let's get somewhere nearly, in the middle. You, you nearly David Brenty that one, like. <laughs> Let's just let's just get somewhere in the middle, my man. Right, Dunkirk was fucking excellent. So, have you know what? Dunkirk. Have you not? I've seen it in IMAX. I went with Callum, and it was phenomenal. It's the story of Dunkirk. No way. Um, what I thought. Mm. Tom Hardy's in it. Uh, a great cast. But by the way, do you know a film that we should actually review? And I'm actually considering paying like 34 quid for a Blu-ray of it because I want it on Blu-ray. Go on DVD with a booklet and all that. But 13 mm. Ghosts. Oh, right. Mate, there's there's so much backstory in there that is not covered in that one film. I think there could have been so much more to that. I think you spoke about it before, saying there could be a Netflix series of it, kind of right. discussing the, the origins of each of the 13 Yeah, or even, even movies, mate. Like, look at the juggernaut. The guy, it's a wee boy. Essentially, that um, kills killed his parents, and would hide and hide among all the old cars and stuff. Turned into a serial killer, and would chop folk up and hide them in the scrappies, right? Until mm-hmm. he got shot by all the cops, and then he comes back as a ghost and starts tanning folk. So, I yeah, just I think there's more to that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try and get the Blu-ray of that, and I don't know about paying thirty old quid, man. They days are gone for me when you buy movies at that price, but. The That's Blu-ray thing. That's terrible. The Blu-ray comes with a wee book and all that. I, I bought that. Was it Max Steel? No, Max Steel. What was it? Matthew Man put me onto something, and I've not watched through it yet. I watched the first one and thought it was quite gash. So I'm square. I'm scared now to to watch it. Was it something Steel? The the wee figure be, guy. It might be Max Steel. I don't think it is Max Steel. I got it because it comes in a cool wee Blu-ray. I was going to say John Steel. That's just my granddad's name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's no Max Steel. But, mate, do you remember when the Max Steel dolls came out way back in the day? Mm. Take it to the Max, Max Steel. And I was like, oh, this is different for action, man. Um, and it was an old, I think it was an old Jetix TV series as well. 
they even made a movie of it. Go see Meg. <laughs> Meg. Shut up, Meg. That's it, Matthew. Man. It's Chuck Steele. Chuck I've not Steel. watched the actual Blu-ray of it yet because I watched the first one that Matthew man put me on it and I, I don't know. I just never quite got into it. So I'm hoping the Blu-ray is better. But I can't watch that with a wife because I get that look and I'm not fucking watching that and that's me. So that's what it is. What it is, eh? But I just done a big clear out of all my Blu-rays. No clear in the as and got rid of them. But I, I got rid of some DVDs that I've got on Blu-ray and I reorganised my Blu-rays and I'm like, man, I've got some class Blu-rays there. I'm like, that's gone in the pile. This is the pile that's like my ultimate. So that pile stays there so that if I'm looking, where's my ultimate films? So I'm like, ah, never ending story, Labyrinth, there's Predator, there's gone, gone through all the great stuff. Um, and then I've got the, I could live without you, you know, 2012 Steelbook. I thought, still got a Steelbook? Nice Steelbook. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice boulder. <laughs> um, so, I, what? There's a, a reference to which film? Look at that boulder. That's a nice boulder. Boulder? I don't know. Shrek. It's Donkeys, is it? <clears throat> oh, right. That's a nice boulder. Ah, Get oh, it, boy. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. That's the way of it. Oh, Actually, oh, it looked oh, like oh. that wee guy now. Yeah? Do they, boy. No. I actually, I love companion pieces. I'm about to start. I'm not a big anime guy, but I do love Death Note. Bleh. I've read all the Death Note stuff there. Really not into that kind of stuff, but I love the, the concept and the story. Uh, I picked this up, which uh, we've got the Blu-rays there. I'm about to start it with my kids to watch the anime. And this here is the actual Death Note. So, And by the way, if anybody knows of any great movie memorabilia that's quite like this, Send me links, right? Because I love stuff like this. But this here, so in, in the anime and in, in the story, the character Light has this book. It's given to him by a god, right? Mm -hmm. So this here book is essentially got all what he wrote in the show. So if you watch the show, everything he does with his book, it's all in here. All right, yeah? okay. Right. So the stuff that he, he wrote about folk, I mean, it's all in Italian, like, can I make it out? But. <laughs> Italian. <laughs> <laughs> like nice look. callback, nice callback. <laughs> I know, I know look, but look, it's so, <laughs> so um, so I, so I thought that's pretty awesome, and it gives me a wee quill that's actually because I don't use a quill. It's actually an actual pen. I've not opened it yet, right? So if I want folk to die, I write it in there. I know. I don't know. I don't think I'm going to write anything because I think stuff like this really gets me, man. Again. <laughs> Can he read anything because it's all in Italian? But <laughs> but it's nice to know that it's all in there. You're live, J Mac. Have you froze? I was pretending you wrote my name. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Did you not get that? <laughs> no, it's like whenever my kids blow their birthday candles out and I go, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I actually made that joke at my father, my father-in-law's birthday the other, the other week. Uh, no, it's he the blew his candle, and I just went. <laughs> it's always, it's always the mother-in-law. I heard, I heard a, a saying that's phenomenal. <laughs> right, and the saying is this: You better get your tea before it becomes colder than a mother-in-law's embrace. I was like. <laughs> I was like, that's fucking brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. That's <laughs> fucking great. Eh? <laughs> uh, but, um, uh, but anybody that 
has any wee companion pieces or stuff that you can get that's class to go with your movies. I'm really right into that. I was um I was walking the other day out of a store, has one of those bring a book or leave a donation. And I saw this, I thought, Ken what? I'm gonna get a bash purely because the guy was a good actor. Hmm. It's called Last Night at the Viper Room. It just looks like Bill Skarsgård in that photo. Right, right. Um and there was a there was a tea stain on it. Somebody had left like a cup of tea there and I proper wiped off. I was like, how dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Just sneak here. Sneak here, me. Sneak here. This is somebody's art. Somebody's life. Somebody's life. Up on it. Oh, something I was going to mention actually before we (laughs) wrap up. I saw some trailers for some upcoming films where I was like, oh. Uh huh. That actually looks good. Mm -hmm. Napoleon. Eh. Your type of film. Gal Gadot's new film coming out on Netflix. Um, Heart of Stone, it's called. Actually looked pretty fucking decent. Does she Florence um, Pugh in it? <laughs> I don't don't hit me up. <laughs> and another one, another one about... Um, ah, shit, what was it called? Um, it's about... <laughs> kind of similar to Terminator, like where the AI becomes self-aware and Kind of starts trying to destroy shit. Is it Terminator? No, um, but apparently the AI, the AI has developed a weapon that is really fucking dangerous. So has it AI? Try and get this weapon, but it turns out the weapon is essentially like a an android child. Um, oh, is it Megan? I, I, fuck! I wish I, I wish I knew. I wish I knew what it was what it was called because I thought I need I need to remember that and I fucking didn't. Um, Let's see if I can find it. Hmm. Like, what else is coming out? Uh, new Saw. Oh, the creator. Saw. The creator. There you go. The creator. Mm-hmm. Check the trailer for that. Looks awesome. I'll definitely check it out. From the director or the or from the makers of Rogue One, it said. Hmm. Rogue One wasn't terrible. Wasn't terrible. <laughs> see, I thought. I haven't seen all of Rogue One, but for what I've seen of it, I enjoyed it more than every other Star Wars film, which I think is the problem with it. I think it's not for Star Wars fans. That's almost what it seems like. It seems like it's a Star Wars film that's not for Star Wars fans. Um, I think it was a... I think they could afford to take a risk. Can you take a risk on a Star Wars film? Let's take a risk on this, because it's if it doesn't, if it doesn't hit, ah, well, we tried something different with Rogue One. It's not like you tried it with episode whatever, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I don't look at it and go, "Oh, that's Rogue One." I think oh, fond memories. Good on you. You tried something and it did work. It was long. It was long. And I remember thinking, "I don't care about any of these characters." And I remember thinking, "How cool would it be if they all just died?" And then they all died, and I was like, okay. oh, "I don't need fucking watching it." Then yeah, you've seen it. I haven't. You've seen it. <laughs> you said you saw it. I've seen, seen some of it. Oh. <laughs> Oh well. <laughs> Look at you not giving half a fuck. It's like sorry about that. <laughs> no, sorry about that. Don't again. By the way, uh, before just literally before closing, um, because my position here, right? I thought I thought you would you would appreciate this, like me and my professional setting. We we went with a company called Enva, who are basically a bin company, right? Um, we switched over because it was cheaper. The guys are like, okay, class, class. They come, 
I'm like, right, they take the bins away for the previous company, right? I'm like, okay, where's the bins? Because mm. it's our busiest week, there's no bins. Oh, sorry, they'll be here next week. It's like, so we've got we've go a week taking bins like out to the fucking dump ourselves then. Thanks for that, right? So first thing, it pissed me off. Second thing, they come and they empty the bins, but they leave the glass. Why you left the glass? Oh, because the guy that comes and does the glass, can he get on to your premise because of the sign it says if you're here? I'm like, no, no, the sign says no parking between this time and this time on the precinct unless loading. I says every other company that ever does anything with our fucking company comes onto the precinct and has never got a ticket. You're fine to. No, no, no. You're fine to. No, no, no. Came into the cinema. I can't do it. You will need to leave it down the road and whatever, blah, blah, blah. Aye, is this the boss for Ember? Aye. Come get your fucking bins off my fucking property or you'll find them at the bottom of the street. Get fucked. We're done. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, cheaper is really always better. No, <laughs> is cheaper it? is fuck. really fucking better. Is it? <laughs> fuck, mate. Um, but I thought to myself, oh, that's quite funny. I bet you they don't get calls like that. <laughs> it's like, get your fucking bins off our property now, you fucking bastard. Man. Do you know what's funny, though? It's like, we all pay these companies, like, the, the, all these bin companies have got names like Enviro Clean and Enviro This and Enviro That. All they're doing is chucking shit in a landfill and pretending that they're doing something fucking good. Well, anyway. th that's, if that's if they're good at doing it. These guys aren't even, uh, the guy email me. Oh yeah, you can't just do that. We've got a contract. I'm like, the contract is you pick up our fucking rubbish, we pay you. You're not picking up your rubbish. We're not fucking paying you. Get fucked. Done. <laughs> bye bye, motherfucker. And the guy wouldn't answer the phone. I'm like, mate, answer your fucking phone. He kept letting it ring out. Would not answer his phone to me. Fucking bitch ass. <laughs> and now they don't even come pick their bins up because they're shite bags. Pick your fucking bins up, Darren. Pick your fucking bins up. What's his full name? <laughs> Go on. I'm the fuck Darren Rogers at Enver. Everybody at him. Fucking email the prick. Tell him to answer his fucking phone. <laughs> Hashtag pick up your bins. Pick up your fucking rubbish, Enver. I didn't mind naming and shaming them. They're a fucking rotten company. Rotten customer service. Get this, a phone up, right? They've got an, a small office. A phone up. I'm like, hi, can I speak to you? I think the guy's name was Andy or something like that, right? Hi, can, I, I'm like, hi there, can I speak to Andy? Um, she goes, I um, no problem. Um, you got a surname? I goes, Of course, I've got a fucking surname. <laughs> no, no, what's the guy's name? Uh, you got Andy's surname? I goes, You got fucking 40 off, and Andy's in your office. Pack me for it, fucking Andy. Cheeky bastard, man. It's like somebody like a, phoning me, hey? not like a quality customer. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I was sound, man. The guy came to me and I, I invited him at the office, gave him a coffee, was mega sound to him. The, what you what what you're saying? I never just flew off the handle. I've been emailing them here. This is no good. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Every time, no fucking results. Right? Then I'm like, yeah, I'm considering leaving. Right? What I've told you there is the build up to that. Right? I'm like, I'm considering leaving. He's like, oh, what's the problem? I was like, I'll give you a phone. It's easier to tell you. Patches me. Patches me. Patches me again. I'm like, and then the guy comes in and gets fucking ratty with with my staff. Like, oh, I'm no fucking, like, speaking to him like that. I was like, get your fucking bins off my fucking property, you cunt. That's it. You know, the money's you know done. What's funny? It's like, these are picking up bins. These are picking up rubbish. It's probably the easiest business anybody could ever fucking open. It's no hard. They're not doing it. They're not doing it. And, um, oh, but we've got a contract. Aye. Read the terms of these contracts, you prick. What's the name you of the provide company? service, Enver. we pay you. Enver. Rotten, Inver. fucking rotten. 
um, terrible customer service, right? I says to him, I goes, your fucking staff just came in there, gave my, oh, well, we spoke to the staff member and he said he didn't. I said, okay, so the, the, the witnesses, I says, they're talking shite to you. I was like, get your fucking bins, man. Come and get them before they get set alight. I've <laughs> <laughs> actually got quite Enver, I mean, Enver. Shocking. Quite Shocking. decent reviews, but aye, aye, they definitely come pick a bin. They come up, and they pick a bin. What a good review! So, what's where's the office space that you talk to? I never went into the office. Um, I mean, I when you phone them, like, what's the area code, or is it an 0800 number or something? I'll give you a number now. <laughs> Um, it is. Don't give me the number, just the area code. Ed Edinburgh. It's Edinburgh. It says, it says Edinburgh, Scotland. Mm -hmm. Why? I'm just curious. Um, are you you getting you going to change your company to these bin wankers? You shouldn't. No, 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 no. I'm just wanting to see what the reviews are like. The reviews are actually quite good, but there is only twelve of them, and all twelve of them probably work in the office. <laughs> Correct. And only one of them's named Andy. <laughs> you got a surname. It's like somebody saying, "I'm, I'm looking for Jay." Uh, are you the is that Kev for the Jimmy Jarvis? I'm looking for Jay. Oh, well, you need to be a bit more specific. <laughs> like, see if you're in front of me, you walloper. You'd have got fucking chinned for that. But uh, see this over the phone, over email crap. Get back, come back to the office, motherfucker. Come back to the office. Oh, that, this will help. Bins. This will help your case. This will definitely make it happen. <laughs> Come get your bins. That's all I'm saying. And they're even they had, they had the cheek to be. I said to them, but the glass is now overflowing because we've got no one emptied it. Yeah, well, someone won't be out for another week, and I just have to tell you, if you end up putting the glass in the other bin, it will be contaminated and not picked up. I'm like, get your fucking bins, prick! Fucking come get them. <laughs> so, contract, come get your void. bins. <laughs> contract void. Arseholes, come and get your fucking bins and fucking give yourselves a fucking shake. You absolute fucking cretinous bastard. Why the man. fuck is Bathgate Lazy precinct called Bathgate Precinct? It's the, only, know, it's the only town in this country we are precinct. I don't know. I think Well, there's a boulevard in, in Livy. You got issues with that? No, not at all. Not, not at all. I wouldn't even have a problem with... Uh, Rue de la Glen Amund. We never have a problem with that. But precinct. Precinct. It's no fucking New York. I had two folk having an argument recently. What was it there? It was there something stupid. And I was like, oh, I love that I'm hearing this argument. And I forgot it. I was like, oh, I need to tell J Mag about this because it's funny. They're arguing about something stupid. Man. <laughs> anyway, we're rabbiting. Aye, definitely. Go see I mean, Oppenheimer. Go see Barbie. Go, go see, see the Meg. The Meg. Go <laughs> see All the Bathgate cinema. Fuck it. <laughs> I did a Bathgate. I'd be class for me. like, <laughs> <laughs> And I get nothing uh, out of it. But enjoy. <laughs> uh, me, me too. Absolutely me too. Um, J-Mac, a word from our sponsors. That's it. Do show. Subscribe. What a fat dick. Anyway, it's been nice to have you all here for just for Nolan's new film, Oppenheimer. Aye, most he definitely. 7 out of 10 on IMDb. Definitely worth a watch. Go see it. Got a nine for me. If you aye. get bored, it's not my fault. Nah, well, you'll probably fall asleep, but you'll not miss much. <laughs> They're all talking in Italian, man. Um, <laughs> Loved it. Loved it. Aye, aye, it was class. So thanks for tuning in. Subscribe. Tell your pals here. 
I bet Nanny is will go and give us an iTunes review. Go and, go and just give us an iTunes review just to see what it's like to have that wee thing go, oh, you got a new iTunes review. And Make if sure you it's five it, star as well. Like if you're going to do it, then you <laughs> I know. Well, no end for fuck's Helps sake. the podcast grow if we get five star reviews. It go totally on. does. Um, nobody does it has ever done it in the five years ex- like that we've existed. So if you could, kind uh, it makes you wonder if we're doing something wrong. Eh? <laughs> uh, do you know what they probably have? I've just never checked because I don't get the analytics from it. But if you could just go and give us that wee review, um, <laughs> we don't really need it. But if you do it anyway, I'm just trying to convince you to go and do something for us. <laughs> right, but do it anyway. If, you can. <laughs> if no, cool man. I'll see you on next week. <laughs> Cheery bubbles. Take it easy, folks. Bye.